Hello and welcome to Potlucky, a weed sommelier podcast. My name is Liz and I am your host and weed sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for eight years and I am located in southern Maine where it is legal medically and recreationally. I am joined today by the founder slash inventor of the Dynab app, George Braywa. How are you doing, George? I'm having a phenomenal day, Liz. I, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, this interview was supposed to take place earlier this day, but I found out the reason why I couldn't connect to the internet, it was because my mom forgot to pay the internet bill, um, which was frustrating because I thought it was the weather, I thought it was my phone, it was it was a number of things, but I'm glad uh, we finally got to sit down. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to be here. It all worked out. Now uh, I've got a little bit more of a clearer schedule, so we should be good to go. Fantastic. Uh, how long have you been a weed consumer and do you have any weedy credentials you'd like to share? Well, I actually kind of first found myself uh, experimenting around or exploring in the, uh, in the cannabis space. I think shortly uh, after entering my 20s. Uh, don't know why I didn't start any earlier, but uh, I really wanted to just kind of get my feet on the ground as I was getting into life and uh, found that, you know what, I kind of like this. But uh, it was just kind of touch and go a little bit here, a little bit there. And that really kind of sets the stage for the beginning of the story. The reason why it didn't end up ever being very much is because I just don't have uh, the throat or the lungs for the smoke. Yeah. So George here is the inventor, as I previously previously said, of the Dynavap. George, would you like to explain exactly what that is? Absolutely. So the products that we make here at Dynavap, uh, we, we call them a number of different things. Uh, vap caps being one of them, you know, because that kind of encompasses our entire product line of uh, thermal extraction devices. Uh, we also call them tripping tasting tools because they excel at selectively extracting the tastiest terpenes from your cannabis. Spoiler alert, I definitely agree, but we'll talk about that after the, the vape break as opposed to the smoke break for, uh, for this episode. All right. All right. All right. Um, would you like to know about this week's weed product? Oh, absolutely. Alrighty, so this week, uh, since you're in, uh, you know, Wisconsin, a place with no legal weed uh, available, I, um, by myself, am going to be smoking, or sorry, vaping, uh, Mandarin Skittles with two Zs. Um, I got this from Above All Greenery, uh, from a, a, a VIP bag at a Christmas party hosted, or not Christmas, sorry, a uh, party like a holiday party i attended in early december that was uh hosted by independent diamond brokers they're a company in maine uh excellent excellent networking events uh highly recommend checking them out on instagram um but i i picked it up and i i was not initially impressed with the packaging but boy when i opened opened up this uh this baggie i i was very excited and you'll hear more about that once again after the smoke break oh that uh, sounds great Yes, it is. Uh, just another small spoiler. Uh, it is a very purple weed. It is, oh, it is, it, it is something to behold, certainly. Oh, and see, now you're making me disappointed that I didn't get the episode evaluation kit. Oh, you mean like my, my criteria for evaluating weed? Is that it or? No, I meant a sample so we could be consuming <laughs> the same cannabis at the same time. Uh, well, it would be it would be a lot easier if I could uh, mail mail weed legally, but that is still super illegal. Um, I know, you know isn't that, that's silly. It is silly. Uh, but you know what? Next time, next time we'll give you a heads up and we'll see if we can uh, find the same strain. I've managed to yeah. do that before with the strain Pure Michigan and a a, a lad that was in Michigan, uh, which perfect tie in. Well, we'll see if I can find one that's uh, Wisconsin based. Well, either that or uh, maybe I'll just have to travel to somewhere where it's a little bit more convenient, like Maine. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Um, alrighty, moving on. Let's talk about the munchie moment for the week. What do you like to snack on when you have the munchies? Well, when it comes to munchie moments, there's hardly a better store than Trader Joe's. <laughs> you sounded like a commercial. I expected like soft violin music to creep in underneath you. Um, well, and start seeing a pan of like the, the snack section of Trader Joe's. But yeah, please go on. 
So Trader Joe's makes this product. Uh, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And it's called <laughs> crispy onion chips. The process to use... Called, oh, sorry. Oh, I yeah. took a strain called crispy onion chips. The process used to create these very crispy onion chips maintains all of the flavor and provides an irresistible snack that makes you want to keep munching. You know, that's kind of how I feel about my, my Dynavap. Uh, after I have a whole, a whole eighth of uh, already been vaped weed um, that I've been thinking about incorporating into a munch. Um, maybe, maybe that'll be the munch for another episode or the featured weed product. I'll make an edible or something, but uh, I don't know, something about the, uh, the ABV sitting in a container just really reminds me of granola. And I'm, I'm really tempted just to like pour some into my hand and pop it in my mouth, but I, I don't think that'll end well for, for anyone. No, and, and the texture is not exactly the best, but it wouldn't shock me at all if you were to take some of your favorite granola and uh, weigh it out and just grind up your AVB and uh, sprinkle it in mm -hmm. and then mix it, you know, so you got a nice homogenous mixture. You wouldn't even really notice that it's there. You just got to yeah. be careful that you don't munch on too much of the... Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. I... Whenever I ask people about like uh, what they like to munch on when they have the munchies, about 25% of them bring up an edible or something like that. And I'm like, you, so you, when you have the munchies, you choose to give yourself double munchies. Wow. Or, you know, you tend to create the couch lock. Yes. I, I, oh man, that is, that is relatable. Um, my <laughs> recommended munch for this week, uh, I've, I've gotten so tired of all the, the restaurants in my area, um, and there are very few open this time of year. So I have uh, ventured into my, my uh, longstanding neighborhood subway um, that blends in perfectly with its surroundings. It's very camouflaged. Um, and so my recommended munch this week is a healthy subway sandwich. I, uh, I've never I'd like to admit that I enjoy mayonnaise. Um, I just think it's kind of a weird condiment, but boy, when you have, you know, a uh, like a layer of mayonnaise and some pepper and then you know you salt and pepper a tomato and then a big layer of spinach and some crispy you know raw onions and some you know uh I can't think of an adjective for cucumber some some cool cucumbers on that sandwich um it's a uh, it's it's something else I don't know I guess it's just more than the sum of its parts um but that's my recommended munch for this week is a veggie sandwich from Subway that sounds pretty nice now you're yeah. getting now you're giving me the munchies yeah well I think Okay, here's here's a good segue. You you know what else is gonna give you the munchies? What's that? Are you ready to do some weed? Vape oh. some weed, I guess. Well, I'm gonna pretend that I'm doing that because of course I live in Wisconsin. Oh, that's a good point. Yep. All right, well, uh, let's go to the let's go to the uh, vape break. We are back. Uh, George has a weed word that he would like to share with us. If you or a friend have a weed word that you think deserves airtime, leave us a message on Anchor. Make sure to include your name, a definition, and its use in a sentence. I guarantee you, if you do this, it will be on the show pending absolute foulness. All right, take it away, George. All right. My name is George, and my weed word of the week is digger outer. Definition, or using a sentence, Hey, Liz, isn't it nice having a digger out on your cap to get your ABV out of your VAP cap? It sure is. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a very acceptable sentence. Most people just say, I don't know, one or two words around their word, but I, I appreciate the effort you put into that. Um, how would you define a digger outer? A digger outer, a protrusion on the edge of the cap, the temperature indicating cap on a VAP cap, which has a plurality of uses, including the removal of the already vape weed from the extraction chamber, the opening of that package that just arrived that you don't have a knife for, the getting the thing from underneath your fingernail that you just can't seem to find something for. Wow, uh, that's a... And the list goes on. I, I would imagine so. I have been very careful not to use my digger outer for um, anything other than its intended purpose, uh, because I'm just so afraid of like, like breaking this bad boy and me having to like, 
uh, okay this is this is gonna sound silly but go for a couple days without it like i know i have another one but this one the the one i'm talking about now and the one that i uh vaped my specimen through is the vong which if i'm correct stands for vape on glass you could call it that or you could call it a vap cap on glass vap cap on glass okay yep um, I, I dig the uh, little wooden handle. It's a lot easier to find the uh, airport on this thing than uh, some of the other models. But this is, I don't know, this is by far my favorite. It fits comfortably in my back pocket, uh, along with my lighter, my, my uh, butane torch that I now have to carry everywhere. Um, but I don't think that's a downside. I think people, I break out my uh, my lighter at a party or go to light someone up, and uh, I think they're impressed at the the sheer volume of flame I'm getting off of a yeah. just a regular lighter. It's nice having a lighter that's got some real firepower. Yeah, it makes me feel like if I if I were real determined and I had all the time in the world, I could probably clear the snow off my front steps with one of these things. If I <laughs> if I just I was so determined, I could make myself like a flamethrower to get rid of all that snow. Yeah. Alrighty. So, how are we feeling? Pretty darn good. That's excellent to hear. Um, I'm gonna talk about uh, what I just vaped. Um, speaking of, like the vape, if if you're curious about really understanding and exploring cannabis flavors, I've I've recently discovered that combustion can kind of add like a you don't really notice it when you first start doing weed, but if you switch and then come back, I've noticed that there's kind of like an acrid taste, like a like a just you can you can tell that it's burnt. Um, so with vaping, I've found, especially with this model, like uh, heating it near the tip uh, gives you an especially tasty rip. Um, yes. Donna, the person that uh, uh, connected us, uh, she I think she said something like heat the tip for a tasty rip, uh, heat yep. the base to get shot into space or something along those lines. Yep. And I, I would could agree. I've found that uh, this is great. This product is great for microdosing. Um, and especially with uh, weed this powerful, um, which once again, we are talking, I am talking about Mandarin Skittles with two Zs, one at the front and one at the end. Um, I got it from Above All Greenery, um, and I've, I've uh, I think, reviewed a pre-roll by them before. Um, and I, I have to say, I look forward to talking about uh, this weed. Um, a couple notes I have, very purple, like exceedingly purple. Like I, I tossed this out of my hand or out of the bag into my hand and was just shocked how dark it was um, in comparison to especially like other weeds I had been smoking that were uh, smaller buds. This bud um, was an entire gram, uh, which was just, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to pick a, pick a bud that big, kind of felt like holding a meatball in my hand, like something very substantial. Um, the smell was more on the floral and zesty side, a little bit fruity. I tried very hard to pick up specific uh, flavors using this vape. Um, I, I don't know if I necessarily succeeded. I think I succeeded mostly in giving myself a headache. Um, but I, I really appreciate the fact that I can very much taste the flower. It's, it tastes like I'm actually like smoking a or vaping a flower as opposed to, um, you know, just inhaling the smoke from it. Like the, I don't want to say a pure essence of the, the taste of the flower, but um, I, I really like this product. And I think people that are interested in really discerning those flavors should check, check out vaping um, just in general, just to, even if you've never done it before, I, I really recommend it. Um, uh, going back on the smell a little bit, um, I think it smelled, uh, after I, after I vaped it, I really got a Fruit Loops kind of, kind of taste and smell, which I enjoyed, um, a little bit like English breakfast tea. Um, the flower was, uh, very, very dark, um, uh, like from a distance, it almost looked black, uh, a little bit like a, like a dark chocolate. Um, this weed is also very hairy. Like at one point I tried to just pull a little bit of a nug off to, uh, to text, uh, try the, the texture and squeeze it between my fingers. And I managed to like pull just some of the hairs out. And I thought that was very interesting. Um, uh, very good texture. I think the cure on this is very solid. It, uh, it had some resistance to being crushed with just my finger, but I mean, it, it kind of dissolved underneath it. Um, other than that, I think there were, there were some notes of orange peel and pine, um, and this is this is a solid weed. I would I would be so excited if I saw this weed like hanging from a, like a gold necklace or a silver necklace or something. It's just a it's a fabulously colored weed. 
Um, and I, I highly recommend seeking it out, if only to look at it. Oh, that just sounds delightful. It is. It is quite delightful. Um, I don't know if uh, Alex from Volvo Greenery is listening, but hello. I, I, I did mention that I'd be reviewing your weed soon, and this is that episode. Who knows when this is coming out, though? Probably later in January. Um, all right. Uh, I should mention a little bit about the bag appeal. Um, this I wasn't especially excited when I picked it up. It's just a little black um, plastic and, uh, baggie, um, bigger than my hand, so it's not necessarily great for doing like a quick little palm off um, between two uh, consenting and legal individuals. Um, it has a sticker on it that says "Above All Greenery," and I really I've talked about the logo before um, in another episode, but I do I do particularly enjoy um, their logo. Um, Premium flower. Well, what else can I say? Would you like to say anything about, uh, I don't know if you vaped during the break. Is there anything you'd like to, to give a shout out to uh, flower or wise? Well, I guess what I can say is that uh, it's really nice as things have begun to really progress, I think, across the U.S. and even more so across the world here uh, with more acceptance and legalization of cannabis and i've noticed when i'm traveling now there's a lot more places that i can go to i can just go into a nice dispensary and pick up some really nice fragrant flowers and uh since i know where to get the a nice thermal extraction device to put them in i can extract those beautiful essences and enjoy all of the tasty terpenes the strain has to offer I agree that these are some tasty terpenes. Um, and honestly, I, it was a little bit overwhelming the first time, like trying to light this thing, I, or not light, I heat this up. Um, I'm, I'm not as familiar with the, the terminology. I do have some stuff down though. Um, the okay. first time I, uh, I managed to get a very tasty rip and the flavor was kind of almost overwhelming. It was if I were like inhaling weed perfume as opposed to like actual like cannabis from what I had been used to because the flavor was just like very pure um, yeah, it, it, it can be that way for people that are encountering a device like this for the first time especially if they haven't really smoked or if they've only ever smoked uh, because that's exactly what you're getting uh, when you use a device like this when you open that bag or that jar of some really fine cannabis and you take a nice smell you're smelling a lot of those terpenes and those uh aromatic essential oils when you put it in a device like ours or any other you know dry herb device you're heating it up so that those essential oils evaporate and you're just getting all of that aroma that you're smelling concentrated now you're not just smelling it you're tasting it so in my opinion uh, especially the first time you heat it up whether again it's a vap cap or any other dryer vaporizer, your your weed is gonna taste like it smells. Yes. Yeah, and it's I've, super fun. I I think it is fun. In fact, I have some um, Gongier uh, acquaintances that I'm I'm thinking about uh, tossing one of these their way uh, for a couple of days and seeing what they think. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I run into another weed sommelier, uh, I'll, I'll I'll ask what they think. But. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So Dynavap doesn't really have a presence in New England, as far as I've noticed. Um, do you know of any places uh, in Maine or the surrounding area where you could buy one of these things? Oh, you know, I'm sorry, I should have been more prepared and, uh, and check that out. But uh, you can do what I'm doing right now. And that's just go to Dynavap.com and click on our where to buy. And okay, you know what? That's a that's a good point. It's all good. So we've got we've got to find a store tab uh, that'll show all of the shops uh, on a map, and uh, you can kind of zoom right in wherever your current location is, and find what it is that you're looking for. Uh, so you, uh, the Dynav app is that just limited to the U.S.? Not at all. Uh, so. I'm looking up. Oh, yep. Looks like we've got a couple stores in uh, Portland and Biddeford. Ah, okay. Biddeford's pretty close. I'll have to. I'll have to give them a yeah, a, so a look, see, and see what they have. 
just north of Portland, uh, over by, uh, let's see, South Portland, and we got one near Nason's Corner, just east of Westbrook. All right. Um, and I think if I have the time, I'm going to put those locations in the show notes um, cool. so we can move on to other less technical stuff, um, stuff people can't Google about you. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, that'd be Portland Smoke and Vapes in Biddeford and uh, Good Guy Vapes, CBD and Glass. Okay. All righty. Um, moving on to Blowing Smoke, the interview portion, what was your first experience with weed? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> overwhelming. Uh, it was something I was kind of really looking forward to. And I can remember, you know, uh, hanging out with some people that I knew and some people that I didn't. And, you know, I've been looking forward to it all week. And they finally hand me this this joint. And I'm like, hmm. You know, because the smoke smelled good. Then I tasted it. It's like, wow, it tastes kind of burnt. And then pass it on. And I'm kind of waiting for it to kick in. And nothing's really happening. And it's like, huh, can I have some more? Because I got a little bit more. And I'd prepared myself for the experience on the way there. Stopped at one of the little gas stations or convenience store. And I got a box of Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies. <laughs> because I'd heard that when you consume cannabis, you get the munchies. She's like, you know what? I'm going to be ready. So I'm sitting on the chair or whatever. And, uh, oh, I think I'll open one of those brownies. I was really glad that I had them. <laughs> so... And then uh, someone else that I was with is like, okay, now, is it kicking in yet? I was like, oh, I think I feel something. Okay, now, sit on the edge of this chair. And just the very edge. Now, look down and close your eyes. What do you feel? And it was, it was kind of an interesting situation, you know, because it's like, wow, it almost feels like I'm falling. So there was the first experience. If my chair wouldn't squeak horrendously in the process of trying to get into that position, I would I would try it right now and see what it feels like. Uh, listeners, feel free to pause now and, and do do that at home if you're already baked. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds like uh, you know quite the first experience. How old do you think you were? Twenty twenty one. Wow, right. most of the people I talk to say somewhere between like 14 and uh, 18 is their, their first experience smoking. So surprisingly, you're, you're a little bit further down the, the line from yeah, some other I'm people. A little bit of a late bloomer. And, you know, nothing negative either way. It's just how things kind of worked out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's the journey, not the destination, right? Absolutely. And, you know, if, if you're not happy with who you are and where you're at, change it yeah I, <laughs> that's the way i look at it anyway i i really embraced that during covid um and that's why my room looks completely different now than it did a year ago um yeah i i absolutely agree if you don't like something you know change it if you can't change it i hope i hope i have the serenity and grace to uh accept it you know at some point in my life um, simple as that yep what does your history of consumption look like so from when you were 21 to now uh, you know, it, it shifted a little bit. So it was real touch and go, you know, where it, the, the enjoyment of cannabis back then, as much as I really did like it, it was just something that might happen, you know, once here and there, five to maybe seven, eight times a year. Oh, uh, it was a little bit challenging because, you know, I had a job where I had a commercial driver's license and they'd have tests and things like that occasionally. And I didn't want to have any problems. Uh, so I had to be really careful. And then of course the smoke was always a challenge for me. So I found myself, if I was going to consume, it was almost always through water because I, I just didn't like the harshness of the smoke and it, it, it didn't feel real good. Um, and so I, I looked into vaporizers shortly after my first experience and even tried to make one. This is back in like 99, right? Where there really wasn't a lot of options available. The thing I tried to make out of a, a car cigarette lighter and a power supply, it didn't work very good either. So that kind of went on the shelf. It's it's funny you bring up a car lighter because I was thinking um, 
so I was hanging out in a car with my friend um, and I was I was showing him my, my Dynavap and I was thinking like, okay, where did I put my lighter? And I eventually had to, you know, go back inside and get it. Um, but like on the way back, I'm like, you know, this is bullshit. If, if I had like, you know, one of those uh, car lighters um, that you just push in and uh, wait to pop out, this probably would be perfect for this product. Um, have you tried doing that by any chance? You know, I haven't, but that's a beautiful idea. I I don't even know if cars come with those anymore. You know what? I don't think they do. I think, um, you know, if they did, it'd be a place where you could put like a dongle and then like a USB charger. Um, but one of the cars that I've uh, driven previously was a, a Park Avenue. Um, and that thing had more, almost more uh, of those, uh, those little cigarette lighters um, than it did seats. There were two in the front and I believe three in the back. Um, how funny yeah which is wild i mean that was an excellent road trip car we all had you know a place to plug our phones in but uh man that was uh that was the car that your uh your grandma would uh, drive you to church in and then shoney's immediately after um that's right. that's how my my sister put that uh put that well it's funny when i when i think about when i was younger growing up there's cigarette lighters all over in cars you know in the door handles in the console just everywhere yeah, and nowadays, like, that's not really a priority, especially considering, you know, doctors aren't encouraging people to smoke for our health anymore. No, there's just a lot of not-so-nice things in, in the smoke. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the things that I really like about my Dynavap is I don't have a smoker's cough anymore. Like, I used to, um, I, I noticed that I was, you know, inhaling um uh, probably bigger hits you know it's the winter there's not much else to do in New England in the winter besides um, do weed and uh, fart around inside I guess um, and I I don't know I, I kept waking up with a cough in the morning and it was very annoying um, and ever since using this I don't get woken up in the morning by that silly cough um, and that's something I really appreciate because I've been trying to smoke less um, the problem is as like a as a weed sommelier people give me specimens to examine um, and most of the time it's flour. And so if I stopped smoking completely, that would have been an issue. Um, and, and one of the big uh, things I was thinking about when I was, I was trying to figure out what to do to remedy this issue before, you know, um, you and I got connected. Um, pre-rolls are probably like the, if you, if you go to a dispensary and they have freebies, like I want to say nine out of 10 times, it's probably a pre-roll. Um, and you know what, I don't want to sit down and smoke a pre-roll by myself. Um, so what I've been doing for the past, um, I don't know, ever since I got this thing, I've been going through a pre-roll, I ripped off the filter and I've been like gently sprinkling in the, the innards of that pre-roll into my vape and then just <laughs> rolling up the rest of it. It has been a perfect solution to my, my unforeseeable problem of what to do with all these pre-rolls. Isn't it fun though? It almost functions like a dispenser. Exactly. And, and like a yeah. built-in funnel so you can just like fill your chamber. Yeah, yeah. And it's already, it's pre-ground and everything. I just roll it back. I mean, you know, twist it off, roll it up, put it back where it goes. Um, and I, I, I wicked appreciate it. I, I don't have to give up, you know, flour um, and continue smoking weed um, or to, to continue enjoying weed. Um, and edibles are, are pretty hit or miss. Um, so this, oh my gosh, this is just the, I don't know if this product is for everyone, but it is absolutely for me. Um, and I cannot recommend it enough. Well, that's, that, that's really good to hear, Liz. I, I know I've been shocked sometimes when people have given me a pre-roll. It's sometimes it's, it, I almost feel weird. It's like, gosh, when am I going to get to the bottom of this thing? Mm -hmm. Because you mean a, a typical pre-roll, you know, you're going to load your VAP cap, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe even 10 times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this, this definitely stretches out my, my supply um, I, I got quite a few specimens to examine during that holiday party I went to, and that's what, you know, the last maybe 10 episodes have been about, um, maybe not 10, probably closer to five, but I, I really like this thing. It stretches out my weed and I have all this ABV to play with. Um, I mean, if, if I were desperate, I could probably smoke it. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this is, uh, if not elevated, a different, a different way to enjoy cannabis. Well, uh, one of the things that I'll be curious, you know, how this goes for you over the next few weeks, uh, but we've noticed with other people that have transitioned from, uh, you know, more combustion to less combustion, uh, 
the tolerance, even though they might be consuming the same number of times per day, the amount of cannabis that they're consuming starts to drop. And so the stash lasts longer and longer. And they find that their tolerance actually not only plateaus, but sometimes actually starts to diminish. So it lasts even longer. Yeah. And like, you know what, you still, you still have that ABV. I mean, I don't know if I would recommend trying to vape it again. Um, unfortunately, I have experienced that burnt popcorn taste uh, yeah. that you get when uh, you, that, and it's really surprising how much that tastes like burnt popcorn. Like, oh, I don't know, I thought, fun, isn't it? yeah, I'm, I'm really tempted to like, uh, this would be very disrespectful for the product, but put like a, a single popcorn kernel in there and try induction heating it into popping. Um, but I have a feeling I really oh, would taste burnt popcorn. That's a great idea. That'd be super funny. I wonder if it actually popped the cap off. That's a good, you know what? I know what I'm doing after this. Um, and I'm not going to say which, uh, which device I'm going to use. Uh, I don't think it'll destroy <laughs> it, but. Uh, no, yeah. you won't hurt it. Corn. All right. Uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. That could be like a thing people do with their Dynavap. Like, oh, can you, can you pop this corn without, without burning it or something along those lines? Um, but only only time will tell um so yeah, do you i'm gonna have to try that now that that's super fun <laughs> oh we'll see uh, you may have a a bigger problem with the uh, burnt popcorn taste but uh who knows we'll 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 have to try um so it seems like i might know the answer but uh do you have a preference for how you consume cannabis generally uh i do and you know forgive me if the sounds uh uh, inappropriate, but uh, I really like using uh, the thermo extraction devices that we manufacture here. Uh, you know, not only because we make them here, but I almost feel obligated to do it because we don't just manufacture them here in our in our shop in Wisconsin, which is another thing is probably worth mentioning. It's not just a, a product that, you know, we came up with and we had it made in some unknown factory in China and we bring them in and we sell them. We, we actually manufacture all of them here in our shop in Wisconsin. Uh, but we continue to develop and evolve and refine our devices. So on an almost weekly basis, there's some sort of change or refinement or uh, improvement that needs evaluation. And, you know, how, how can you uh, determine, you know, is it making it better or not if you're not testing it? That's a good point. I, yeah, I guess, I, th I guess that only makes sense. Um, so it, it is a fun thing, Liz, both you and me are in a similar position where we're kind of paid to consume because we have to evaluate things. Yes. Because that's our job. Yes. I wouldn't say I get paid very much for this, but yeah, I guess I do consider this my job. Yeah. It's, it's your job. You know, it's part of what you need to do. It's my calling is being a, a host of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you, do you, have you experimented with, um, oh, so something I haven't talked about yet. Let's talk about the, oh my gosh, what is it called? It's like a little coil that goes inside of my VAP um, that you can oh. do concentrates with. So let's, let's Mechanical. talk about the concentrates. Yes. Okay. So where would you like to begin? All right. So wha what came first? Like, how did you, I guess, hmm, how do I phrase this question? Um, so what came first, vaporizing flour or vaporizing like dabs or, or concentrates? Like what? Oh, flour by far. Okay. By far. Um, you know, the, so I started work on some of the first models and iterations before there was any recreational cannabis anywhere. You know, of course, California, you know, had medical back in 96, if you could somehow manage to get it, which was very, very difficult. But uh, uh, concentrates were kind of an unknown thing other than what I would refer to as the mechanical concentrates. And what I mean by that is where you can concentrate uh, without using solvents. So hash, for example, uh, whether it's bubble hash or it's some Moroccan hash uh, is effectively a cannabis concentrate. Uh, so anyway, main, main thing that uh, our devices were designed for was for flour. So how did, how did uh, concentrates come into that? 
Well, so concentrates kind of came in uh, a little bit later in the game as, as our business was growing. And we saw that there's more and more people using these wax pens and doing dabs and liking the concentrates. And it's like, well, you know, th there's certainly a use case for concentrates, uh, in, in many of them, in fact, uh, you know, because you can have a whole gram of concentrate and put in a tiny, tiny little container and just hide it in your pocket. Uh, so it's easy to travel with. And it goes a long, long way. Well, the problem is, it didn't work on our device real well because a lot of them would melt and run all over the place and make a sticky mess. And, you know, if you've handled concentrates, you know, that most of them aren't just a little sticky. They're a lot of sticky. <laughs> so it's like, okay, can we make a, a, a cool little device or adapter or insert that would work with our device that would make them a little bit easier to use with concentrates. And, and I looked around at some of the other you know, devices on the market and, you know, they had what they called concentrate pads, which were basically compressed balls of wire. And they worked, but they just didn't look very nice. So I was like, well, what if we make one that looks a little bit more interesting and make it out of titanium because people like titanium. And so there became the quest. Can we make a concentrate adapter out of one single piece of titanium so you don't have any little bits of wire to worry about and so it can actually look kind of cool or maybe even be branded. And the Dynacoil is the result. Yeah. Wow. I have been using the uh, 2021M, the Viridian one. It's very okay. dope. I, I think the, the Rosium and the, oh, I can't, what is the, what is the third one? The, Azurium. Azurium. I think those are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, they are, oh, they're, they're fun to play with. They, it makes me feel like I have a magic wand sometimes. Um, especially when, you know, vape comes out, but I, I've been using my, my M as, uh, exclusively for dabs. I didn't want to, uh, risk getting flowers stuck in with my, uh, you know, my concentrates. Uh, but okay. I've learned that this, this thing is very easy to wash. Um, I, I made sure to tell the people, um, that I, I lent them out to not to use alcohol when to clean these, um, just, you know, water and a solvent, but, I, I, there, there was a learning curve, definitely doing dabs out of, uh, my, uh, my M. Um, but after, honestly, after a few times, I, I liked it better than the way I'd been doing dabs previously. Um, right. I didn't have to, yeah, I didn't have to worry about making sure to scrape off all the goo, um, or, you know, the shatter, whatever you have in there. Right. I, I didn't have to worry about that and then inhaling and whatnot. I, all I had to do was worry about keeping it level and then, waiting for it to click and then trying not to inhale too quickly. So I get, you know, sauce or, or diamonds or whatever in the back. Of my right, throat. right. Yeah, no good. So uh, one, one quick thing here, Liz, uh, alcohol is no problem. Uh, oh, really? Yes, no problem at all. The only thing you want to be careful of two things with alcohol. Uh, number one, it's not good for the wood on your vong. Um, and number two, if you're going to use alcohol to clean things, you want to make sure that you've either rinsed it off or you've given it ample time to completely evaporate because it is flammable and we don't want fire where fire doesn't go that's a good point um that's that's a that's a good quote um yeah. so the the thing is you can take the tip uh that has a dyna coil in it and if you've got a little container with a little bit of alcohol in it you can simply drop it right in there uh even when it's a little bit warm after you know using it for concentrates and all of the uh, residue will dissolve right out. And then you can just rinse it out under some water, let it dry, and it'll be ready for your next application of concentrate. Yeah. So the, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but the little desktop induction heater in the case it came with also had a, what you would call it, like a little, a little container that um, I wasn't sure what little it was stash. for. Oh, okay. So what I'd been doing is putting my AVV in there actually, and then yep. dumping it into a larger container. And I, I found that super helpful. I mean, it's only a small amount of weed. So if I can't, if I can't find my, um, my little container, I mean, I can't just dump it out in the ashtray, but you know what, after a while that it's like pennies, it really, it really um, amounts to a lot. And I know this because I now have uh, an eighth worth of ABV to, to, to play with. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So okay. talking, talking more about um, the necessary equipment. Um, what all do you need to have fun with your Dynavap? Like what, what kind of, uh, like if you were interested in 
trying one out, what would you need to enjoy it? And what information um, would you like people to know? Like, if you're going to okay. use this product, what, what would you tell them? All right. Well, uh, pretty quick and simple. If, if you've got a VAP cap, right, which looks kind of like a, a modern day one hitter, right? Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit more technical. You need two things besides it. You need a source of heat and you need some of your favorite flour to put inside. Oh, uh, does it have so, to be my favorite? Can it be, can it be just whatever's laying around George? Well, as long as it smells like something that you might like to consume, you're probably all right. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you know, and it's, and it, it's, it's kind of a good general rule of thumb, you know, you, just about anyone that I've ever come across that has an appreciation for cannabis. And a lot of those people like to share with each other, which is another thing that I really like about this community. Well, when you've got people that are passionate about cannabis and they're sharing with each other, uh, you know, kind of like business people shake each other's hands. Well, cannabis connoisseurs smell their weed. They just, they just do, right? Hey, check out this new bud yeah. that I got. Well, yeah. what's the first thing that happens? You, you open it up and the other person smells it. And chances are the person that's showing it smells it again, just because. But uh, anyway, so you put a little bit of your favorite flower in your VAP cap, you put the cap back on, and then using just about any available heat source that you have. Uh, lighters work great. Torch lighters are nice because they tend to be more windproof. Uh, but soft flame lighters, like a Bic lighter, they actually work just fine. They just take a couple seconds longer. If, as long as you can use them in a place where you don't have a lot of wind. And the key to using a soft flame lighter like a Bic is you want to actually put the cap deep in the flame so that you see almost no yellow flame. And then you'll see the blue part of the flame will kind of wrap around the cap. Now we're not lighting it, we're heating the side. And so just bury it deep, keep the flame blue, roll it a little bit between your fingers like you would when lighting a joint. And when the cap clicks, you're at temperature. Take a hit. Yeah. I, when you were talking about, you know, businessmen doing handshakes uh, and you, you brought up smelling weed, what came to mind for me is people like, if you, if you walk into a circle, people are just going to pass you a joint. Um, and that's something I've really been thinking about, especially with COVID and people being more lax about wearing masks. Um, like I'm really tempted to accept a joint from someone, but I think this like a personal smoking device, I mean, I can, this isn't really something you pass around a room unless it was just showing people. Um, like on like a like a bowl or a joint this isn't going to make it around the room multiple times no, um, this not at is, all. yes this is for personal use um, and I like it for microdosing but I also think that I'm going to enjoy bringing this to to cannabis friendly events not only to show off but also to like have my have my own little stash and you know protect myself and put some put some distance between me and other people that you know putting putting something directly into my mouth from someone else's mouth um, with a, with a respiratory disease. Um, yeah, maybe not the best idea. So, you know, yeah. the, it, it's funny that you put it that way, Liz, because I, I think about it uh, from this perspective. You know, when you go to a beer festival, they give you a cup. And that's your cup. They pour beer into your cup, right? They don't, you know, it's not everyone passing around the same cup. When you have guests over for dinner, uh, you don't all sit down at the table and I'm going to start eating. And then here, you want my fork? You hand someone <laughs> your fork and they start eating. You know, these are things that we just don't normally do. But Well, you say normally and my, my, uh, my, my partner and I have uh, on occasion shared both a fork and a water glass well, for a, a meal. But that's, which, I understand that's not the norm. No, that's completely different. You know, that's your partner, right? I'm saying, you know, when you have guests over, you don't tend to share forks with your guests. No, that, that'd be gross. Okay. It, it, it just generally doesn't happen. Well, one of the things that uh, I'm hoping to see as our society continues to evolve is that people will just generally have their own extraction devices, you know, whether it's one of ours or someone else's, uh, as long as it's a good quality, you know, small portable device, they'll just have it. And so when you go over to someone's house or someone's party and they've got various different strains and they're kind of sharing them around, everyone will just kind of take out their own device 
and put a little bit of it in there and then they can sample it with their device that they're familiar with and get the experience that they're looking for and do it in a nice, comfortable and sanitary manner. Yes, I, I look forward to the day where I can go to a party um, and like everyone just pulls out their, <laughs> their, their weed vapes. Um, I, I, I have some ideas and some slogans to share with you afterward. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna break them out on the show now, but uh, oh, okay, okay. I, I have a lot of, I see a lot of potential in this product and I, I look forward to others. I mean, feel free to ask me questions about it, but I feel that uh, the people at Dynavap and the website are more than capable of answering any questions people have, but I, I am also open to quandaries. Um, all right. So we, we talked about you being the founder and the inventor. Um, what would you say uh, were some issues uh, around designing and conceiving this project? Oh boy. Uh, aside from trying to source the, the parts, the pieces, the materials, or some way to actually make the things, which was a real challenge in the beginning, uh, it was actually somewhat challenging just to get people to try it. Uh, you know, because some of the earlier iterations, you know, they weren't very sexy looking. Uh, you know, the, the original glass vap cap, uh, which was our first product that we brought to market, you know, people really like to call it things that weren't very affectionate. Um, uh, yes. And, and it, it just, and it didn't really look very nice, uh, you know, but it worked. So it was kind of an uphill battle to get anyone of, that, that I hadn't already had a relationship with here, try this. And they, they'd look at it and they'd look at me and it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, cause it, they just didn't have that reason. You know, the, 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 the differentiation between, well, you know, smoking versus what well, there's something other than smoking. So once we could get beyond that, which probably took about a year and a half, two years of really kind of working hard at it to, to develop enough people that have been willing to try it and that had a reasonably good experience that some percentage of those people would be willing to actually post something online to create a little bit of content that when someone would encounter it, that they could go on the internet and find some information about this product and be like, yeah, actually it works really good try it yeah the and, uh, the reddit community was very helpful for for uh, troubleshooting oh, tremendous you know i am so thankful for the reddit community uh they have helped us in some amazing ways and we really try and do our best to support them as well because we know that we would be much less of a company without not just the reddit community but without the cannabis community in general Exactly. I'm just thinking, um, Megan Mullally, uh, who, oh my gosh, she played someone in Royal and Grace. She had a very high voice. Um, she, she said like, uh, her, her husband, Nick Offerman, who was in Parks and Recreation, um, like they were, Nick was trying to rush her past like a crowd of fans. Um, and he realized he had walked past her because, um, his wife was still back there signing autographs and whatnot and talking to people, even though she was like running late for something. Um, mm -hmm. And her reasoning was like, well, without these people out here that are like anxiously waiting to meet me, I would not have a career. Um, so I, I understand where you're coming from. Like you gotta, you gotta acknowledge the people that have helped you get places. Um, well, it's, so it's so important, you know, and, and this is, this is the perspective that I, I'd really like to put out there for anyone that's either in business, small business, or thinking about getting into business, right? Business isn't about selling stuff to people that don't exist. Okay. There isn't a business out there that doesn't sell a product to some person in some way. You know, yes, you might be selling to other companies, but there's people in those companies that make the decision to buy or not to buy. And so if you're not going to go out of your way as a business to take care of the people that purchase your product or service, then what are you doing? Yes, I I, I think businesses ex should, you know, their goals in mind to fulfill a need that already exists as opposed to creating, you know, a need and whatnot. And I, for smoking cessation, I really, I really enjoy this. It wasn't too different. I mean, I did, you know, have to get a hang of holding a bigger lighter, um, like a, like a torch lighter. Um, but honestly, it's, it wasn't that much of an adjustment and like, it's, I don't know, it still gives me that, that nice, uh, I don't know that cloud when I'm I'm just really really trying to shoot myself into space. 
Um, right. But they the, did it. We, we might want to talk just a little bit about, uh, I think, one of the most important aspects of, of, of this type of cannabis consumption, and that is the ritual. Yes. And I think this is where a, a fair number of other alternatives tend to fall short. So if we're going to roll a joint, for example, right, we're going to take out our rolling tray, take out our grinder, have our container of cannabis, whether it's a bag or a jar or something like that. And we're going to set all of these tools up and we're going to go through this process that's likely going to take, even if you're fast, a couple of minutes to just go through this process, you know, taking the weed out, putting it in the grinder, grinding it up, taking out a paper, putting it in there just right, getting it into the nice shape and finally finishing it up. And then we light it. Okay. When we compare this to say a wax pen that you take out of your pocket, mash the button, take a hit, put it back in your pocket. And now 10 minutes later, you need something to do with your hands. You take it out of your pocket, you mash the button, you take a hit, you put it back in your pocket. Almost without thinking, because there's no process, because there's no ritual, it short circuits, I think, some really important aspects of what the active compounds in the cannabis do when they're interacting with who you are, because you haven't prepared yourself for the experience. You just reached in your pocket, took a hit and put it back. And I'm not saying there's no place for that. But uh, when you go through this process and you create that anticipation of, hmm, I'm now cooking dinner. I need yeah. to peel the carrots. I need to boil some water. It smells really good. I'm anticipating how good this is going to taste. I might take a little nibble off of this <laughs> as, as I'm going through it. And I'm anticipating how awesome it's going to be to finally, ah, sit down, rest my knees, and enjoy this delightful meal that I've either worked with by myself or worked with some other people to prepare. Yeah, you know what, when you were talking about the ritual of, you know, cannabis and whatnot, I was thinking of cooking also and, you know, having to get the ingredients, mise en place, um, put everything together, cook it and then consume it. I think, yeah, I think this makes me more mindful about my cannabis consumption. Um, it, it absolutely does. You know, I think that's part of what contributes to the lowered consumption that, that people tend to experience when they start using a product like ours. Uh, it's not just because it's more efficient. It really isn't. It's because of the ritual that it, it re-empowers a person uh, to either continue with the ritual that they used when they were smoking or to re-engage with the ritual that they lost when they switched over to a, a wax pen to then get yourself back in that right state of mind to prepare yourself to anticipate what's going to happen after I go through this process and then consume my cannabis. Ah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, I'm actually, okay. So uh, in all honesty, it's early January. Shit's frozen outside. There's there's nothing really I can do. I live pretty close to a beach, but that's especially not swimmable in the winter. Um, so something I'm really excited and looking forward to doing um, in the summer is taking this on a hike with me um, or like I got a, I got a hammock stand. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with this in a hammock. Um, one of the issues I foresee um, being that this thing gets very hot. Um, but you know what? There's a magnet right on the my uh, what do you call it? My dugout. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mind holding it. The magnet's pretty strong. If I if I move around a little bit in my hammock, I don't anticipate it falling over and burning me. Um, yeah, I, I think I, this is a product I think that will benefit, um, from summer. And they, they travel well, they don't break when you drop them. And if your lighter runs out of gas, you can refill it in a couple of seconds, or you can use anything else that's hot, which is really actually kind of fun. It almost becomes like a, a game, especially, you know, for people that like the camp, you can heat this thing up with, you know, the, the glowing end of a stick from the campfire. It just takes a little bit longer. You that can sounds... also. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, this is good. You, you can also heat it with a candle. That is something I was interested. Uh, um, you know, when we started talking about uh, like car lighters earlier, I was wondering, like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if there's a limit to what you could, you know, get your uh, get your cap to click with, um, like a candle. Like you said, uh, like a glowing stick. But I'm thinking now, like, oh, could I do that off my stove? 
could I can. like uh, just I think the possibilities uh, not quite endless but uh, I think the possibilities are out there to experiment with this and I'm curious to to see if anyone on Reddit has experimented with that or if anyone has even tried to pop popcorn uh, in a, a very inefficient way in their Dynavap but uh yeah. It would certainly be a good way to uh, regulate how much popcorn you're eating if you can only pop it in your vap cap. <laughs> oh, like one of those 100 calorie snack bags. You just have like, you know, you, you go to work there you and you go. have your, your little kernels of popcorn and then you just feed them in, you know, one by one. And uh, it, it, it's, it's the one calorie popcorn popper. You know what? I was thinking about like a companion product for this, like a like a spoof or like a gag gift. I'm just imagining like setting up your your Dynavap over like two sticks or something, and maybe you could use a candle. Um, but just like rotating it slowly as if it were like a roast over a campfire, um, until it clicks. I've been I've been tempted to like screw around with building a mock-up of that because I think it's silly. Um, oh, that it sounds really fun. It, but the. Uh, it- in all honesty, you can definitely heat a vap cap over a candle. In fact, uh, I've, I've had a little bit of fun in some restaurants, uh, most of them not in this country, uh, that tend to put these portable vap cap heaters on the tables. Uh, some people call them candles. But uh, uh, the, the, the fun thing is, while you're waiting for your food, uh, if you just take this discreet little device out and you just kind of hang out just above the candle flame, it might take 30 seconds, but then all of a sudden you hear this, this interesting click. Sounds kind of like a dog clicker. <laughs> and uh that's that notification that oh yeah it's about time for some tasty terpenes oh man i have to i have to do a comparison uh between uh, I, I wish i had more hands to do this between my dog clicker which sounds like this and like the the, the vac cap click um i'm I, I don't know i think it'd be a fun idea if i were to like record you know all my different you know vac caps and uh see see what uh note well, they click in um, well, let's just I, try it i've got one right here <laughs> of course you have one on hand but I, I think it'd be cool to figure out if they like you know the m is smaller than the other one so like uh you know what different notes they could potentially make see if i could see if i could play around with that and do something yeah that'd be it'd be kind of a fun editing challenge right yes challenge is especially the right word but you know, th- these are the things that really define us, right? You know, are we a, are we a person that seeks challenges or a person that seeks to avoid them? Because if we seek the challenge, then, you know, then we get frustrated as we're looking to overcome it. But then we also get this beautiful burst of uh, satisfaction when we do. And it just makes life worth living, right? Yeah, I, I personally get excited uh, when I when I hear that little click and then the second click, you know, like a couple seconds later, um, it's also like if if I if I leave it alone in the living room and I turn my back and I hear that click, I'm like, wait, hold on, who's who who's lighting my vape? Um, so kind of, I wouldn't say anti theft, but I would say it's like, you know, yeah, it's it's hard to to borrow one of these uh, if someone's in the same room and uh, them not know it because that because that click that iconic oh. click. Oh, now it gets really fun, though, when you get into a group of five or six people (laughs) and you're heating yours and they're heating theirs. And which click is yours? Yes, I I imagine like when someone has the same text tone as you, I I think that's a similar experience. But you know what this I don't know. I think it'd be funny. I'm like, oh, that's me. And then you go to pull and like, hey, wait a minute. But uh, the funny thing is it almost becomes like a parent in their child you get to know your click you really really do uh it is hard to describe until you get to that level uh but the more familiar you become with this device especially if you're using the same device over and over you really start to learn and understand the nuance and there's a lot more there than you might think and i think that this also contributes to why people tend to become somewhat attached to these devices is because of the nuance. So the uh, best example I can give you is the difference between a pencil and a keyboard. You can write with both, but I can exercise a whole lot more nuance and shading and pressure with a pencil. I can increase and decrease my font size as I'm writing. Try and do these things with a keyboard. Good luck. It's not going to happen. Okay. With a VapCap, we can do a lot of these things by 
the way that we heat our cap up with our lighter, the distance between the flame and the cap, the way that we rotate or don't, uh, where we heat, uh, you know, how much material we put in it, how we draw on it. Do we obstruct the airport completely, partially, or not at all? Which is another really fun thing, Liz, if you haven't tried it yet. You don't actually need to cover the airport to use the device. Oh, really? Really. Uh, it's especially nice uh, on the second heat cycle. So you put in some of your uh, Mandarin Skittles, okay? <laughs> and you heat her up to that first click, and you taste those beautiful terpenes. And as soon as you hear that cap reset for the cooldown click, heat it up again, uh, maybe a little bit you know, closer to the base because it's already hot. And when it clicks this, you know, for the heat up click the second time, just put it to your lips and just draw on it like it was a joint or a blunt. Pretend that the airport doesn't even exist. And I think you'll be surprised what happens. Well, I mean, I'm expecting to get a little stoned off of it. So uh, if that, that would be surprising if that didn't happen. But I, I see what you're saying. But uh, it, what I'm really referring to is, is the cloud production and the vapor production. Makes for a fun experiment. I, yeah, I think that could be something people play around with, like uh, who, who can get the biggest cloud um, without burning it, of course. Um, yep. All righty, so we are, this episode is coming to a close soon. Is there anything else we, you would like to talk about that we did not get to? Oh, uh, you know, at this point, not really. Uh, I, I really appreciate, you know, you taking the time and uh, having me on your show. It's been super fun chatting with you. Yeah, I agree. You as well. Also, thank you for the the, the toys you let me play with. Um, I, I have fallen in love with them. They are incredible. I really like the logo. I meant to say that earlier. Um, so maybe that's what we could talk with, about, about a little bit before we close out. Okay. Um, so how did you come up with the logo? Uh, that actually is, is one of those very, very brand identifiable things that came from a really interesting person uh, that isn't part of this company. Uh, so back in the day, uh, when we were looking to revitalize our website, uh, this would have been uh, in the fall of 2016. We were just getting going because we really only started selling product uh, in 2016. Uh, a guy by the name of Andras uh, from Hungary, uh, he was a friend of my neighbor. He played hockey with him. Uh, he had a little business doing some website development and he's, he's really kind of a designer at heart. And he put together a proposal uh, to redo our website and to rebrand. And he showed me that logo. And I was like, wait a minute, DNVP. Um, yeah, I yeah. looked at it a little bit longer. I was like, oh yeah, that's really cute. I don't know if I'm going to like that. I don't know if people are going to like it. They can't read it. And then I thought about it a little bit longer. It's like, no, actually, that's just really awesome for I, a couple of reasons, right? Yeah. You know, because the shapes are kind of fun. But in addition to that, and keep in mind, this is in 2016, where there's there at that point there was no recreational uh, legal states, or it was just beginning, right? Um, so it's kind of cryptic, which is nice because. If you don't know what it means, you just think it's DNVP. Yeah. Yes. Wonder what that is. But once you know what it means, once someone has introduced you to what it is, it's almost like you're part of the secret society. Yeah, learning to read between the lines, literally. Yeah, isn't that fun? Yes, I, I really think so. We're going to include um, a picture of the, the logo in the Instagram post. Um, so be, be on the lookout for that, people that are listening. Um, Alrighty. Um, I think that is all the time we have. Uh, where would you like people to find you? So you can certainly find us just about anywhere by typing in Dynavap. That's D-Y-N-A-V-A-P uh, into any search engine. There should be content there. Uh, it's also super fun. Uh, if you haven't done this yet, Liz, I encourage you to try it out. Just click on images after doing that search and just scroll for a bit. Uh, there's this really interesting community out there, people that make accessories for our products to really customize the experience to who you are. Uh, or go to dynavap.com. Yeah, sounds simple enough. 
Alrighty, um, that is all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washerwoman, as arranged by Maylee Charles. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on anchor.fm. Um, you'll hear from me next week. George, unfortunately, will be elsewhere. Um, so let's say goodbye together, George. All right, goodbye. Goodbye.